When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm here with, of course, the usual DC U-Pens finest, but we have Chris Kocher on again. As This is his first episode as an official Sideline Summit co-host. Chris, we are ecstatic to have you. You've been an honorary, you know, Summit guy for the last however Year. many months. Yeah, whenever we first brought you on to do the Kobe episode, bro, we're we're ecstatic to have you. Like, wait, that was August, I believe, right? That was Kobe Day. Yeah, we brought yep. we brought we're on, on my Kobe Day, and that that was literally one of our best episodes. Actually, two of our three best episodes have included Chris. Believe it or not, Kobe episode nice. and our our trade deadline episode. But of course, I'm Antonio Perez, Temple's finest, Culture Boy, CB, the Dallas Boy, and then of course, like I said, we have DC. We have a great episode for you guys today. Summits Plummets is going to be NBA All-Star Edition. So we're going to be talking about the highs and lows of the All-Star game, which I bet people have a lot of lows. Not me personally. Uh, I enjoyed the game and the weekend. And we're going to be talking about the play-in. Um, there's going to be we're, – we're in the home stretch. 20-ish games for yeah. every team. The West is as close as it gets. The East yep. is kind of all discombobulated with injuries and a bunch of different stuff. Um, and, of course, we're, it, it's – Yesterday was franchise tag day, like starting, and there's a lot of guys that they need their paper. They got to get paid, so we're, we're going to see if we'll pay them. Starting with summits and plummets, the highs and lows of the All-Star game. I'm kicking it off. You want to – all right. They say Man, my, my plummet starts with DK Metcalf because there was a video that went viral, him jumping 18 feet in the air, and then in this celebrity game, he looked like he could barely dunk. So I, I don't know. What the <laughs> hey, hey, respect the tomahawk coming down in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. I didn't expect to see that. I didn't expect to see that. Or not. And and yeah, DC, honestly, when you said it, I looked at that video maybe 12 times. I was like, there's no way humanly possible this dude jumped that high off vert. I was like, off, not running, not jumping, just off vert. Someone like no checked on frame. He, they said he jumped uh, 12 and a half feet high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like Kobe jumped, jumped over the car. Same thing. Yeah. Same way. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. He and, and then he got the drug test um, the next morning. Rightfully so. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, would, so. <laughs> I would test him for anything. Uh, anything. A, a, everything possible. Springs in his uh, legs. Anything. So swing it. Swing to Chris. What was one of your highs or lows for NBA All Star Weekend or the game itself? I put the game, but anything in the weekend. Um, well, for the for the game, easily um, my least favorite part of the game was the picking of the teams, and the reason why I didn't like it as much because I think it could have went. I think it was really really good. I think it was really good, but I think first of all, I don't know if you guys know this, but Charles, Kenny, and and Shaq's mic were on for like probably twenty minutes of it, so I couldn't really hear that well, and then. Like, I know what they were trying to do, kind of extend a little bit, but I feel like if this playground rules, nobody talks that much and gives that many monologues before. So you kind of can make it a little short. That was the part I didn't like most. I think it took away um, just from the cool part of picking them because I kind of started to forget what the teams were because they had them talking so much. So I think that would be my least favorite part of the offside game. Yeah, anyway. I would agree. I kind of wish they were, like, just lined up on the sideline and they had Giannis and yeah. LeBron out on the court and just my team, your team, 
and like, like you're that. Like, pick ball the street. Yeah, like it's it's not like an actual exactly. draft. Like literally make it pick up. Like you're picking dodgeball teams, which is a point that Maddie made. She was like, Oh, it's gonna be like dodgeball. I was like, Well, I, that's what I thought. So I said, Yeah, like I thought right. they were just gonna pick them right up off the court, warm up, and then get right into it. Apparently right. not though. Um and right. yeah, I agree that is a plummet. I'm gonna start with the summit though. I'm gonna start with a high point. My boy, most points ever in an all star game. All-star MVP, it's got to be the kicks, Jason Tatum. Uh, One point I wanted to make, uh, he shot less shots than Steph Curry, played one less minute than Steph Curry, and had five more points than him than he did last year, except people just pick and choose who they want to celebrate. So uh, just want to point that out there. Jason Tatum, clearly a must love, JT. Um, I guess guess I'll kick it off when we do like a little serpentine – my plummet is the skills challenge, which I don't think a lot of people look forward to, but I I used to. Like, I really did. The one-on-ones, the dribble between the cones finished, like, that used to be fun. And Jason Tatum, actually, he won one his second year. He beat uh, Nicole Jokic and Trey Young. But, like, the team, it's it's not fun. Because I'm going to be honest with you. Like, the Bucks team wasn't – no one wants to see them. And the, the Rooks are cool, but, like, yeah. they did bad. And, yeah, the skills challenge, that, if anything, has to go. Either swing it back to how it used to be or replace it with the one-on-one tournament that we've all been asking for. So watch the show and take some pointers. Get the one-on-one challenge instead of the skills challenge. Exactly. <laughs> Easy. Easy. Um, well, I think I'm next, right? Also, okay. My my, my favorite part of an All-Star weekend, and I won't use your own because I love JT uh, winning an All-Star game. V2, I thought it was really cool. I'm not hating on like everybody else. You, you got to score the points. I don't care if you're wide open. You got to make the shot. Mm-hmm. But the part I like the most, I would say, is Dame Lillard winning the three-point shootout and him making the game winner in the All-Star game because I think it's just fit for Dame. Like, for one, if there's anybody who, who's missing credit for anything and who d- gets, like, kind of overlooked when you come to point guard, things like that, I think it's Dame. So him being able to win a three-point shootout and everybody doing a Dame time celebration, I think it was cool to celebrate him, you know, in, in, a, in a respect because I don't think he's going to leave Portland anytime soon unless something drastic changes. Exactly. So I think it's really cool to do that. And it's like, I mean, at the end of the day, I like Dame enough, so it's like give him some love. So that, that's probably my favorite part. I enjoyed that for sure. All right. I'm just going to do one motion. You're going to know what it is. Uh, yeah, that was cool, too. Mac, Mac, <laughs> Mac. insane. Mac did a Mac great went job. insane. Uh, he got robbed, though. So I, my summit is going to yeah. be his performance, and the plummet's going to be uh, the, the judge. The 49.5, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought I thought I he's Lizzie, I think. absolutely I fantastic. I yeah. thought – I think everyone did well, and unfortunately like, – like Chris said, Jericho Sims easily had the most bounce there, but he had no creativity. None. Here's the thing, though. Like, why did – the problem is – the problem with the dunk competition is LeBron refused to do it. So oh, he, yes. he so created this star culture where people don't want to be in the dunk competition. I think the last star to do it – he's not even a star. is Aaron Gordon. Exactly. See, yeah, here's the, here's the thing. This is pre-stardom. This is pre-stardom for them. Everyone will say the best – contest like duel in the dunk contest was Zach Levine Aaron Gordon at that time both of them they they weren't scrubs but like far they from were good far they from were even good. fringe all-stars like they exactly. like Zach Levine got put on the scene by that Aaron exactly. Gordon honestly Aaron Gordon hasn't been good until this year uh which he's still complaining that he didn't make an all-star game my he might brother, be drunk, drunk brother, you average you average <laughs> 17 and 8 which is that's great you know what's oh. crazy? Michael Porter Jr. might be closer to an all-star than, than Aaron Gordon. Uh, th- this is the problem, guys. This is the problem. This is why Aaron Gordon thought he should have been an all-star, because he looked over and he's seen Jaron Jackson's 16 points a game, six rebounds, and two and a half blocks, and he was like, well, damn it, I should be in there too. That's the problem. That's why Aaron Gordon was surprised. That's a good point. That's I don't why. think either of them should, I think Anthony Davis should have made it. I don't care if dude played five games on the air. I think AD should have been in, because – Oh people, my God. We love AD. Man, he's complaining, but Steph Curry didn't make the All Star game because he was hurt. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Know. Well, so at, the, at the end of the day, Curry would have been there if he wasn't hurt. KD would have been there. True. Well, True. those that was like. See, I don't even know what to say. East West because KD, well, if, KD, if you KD want, if you want to fix the controversy behind this, get rid of Team LeBron, Team Giannis, bring back East versus West. It's so easy. Well, picking the teams is cool. And you can still pick teams to say East we have our East, East All Stars. East West West doesn't if anything, if that was the format this year, it'd be so confusing because two starters went west. 
So yeah. then that happens. Then who's starting? Like, like what are we doing? So yeah, I thought I that was too, yeah. in a situation like that, which I don't think we'll ever see again, but situation like that, honestly, good for the game. But Definitely. playing predictions, the West is absolutely loaded. And loaded. Honestly, like a lot of the, so a lot of them have relatively easy schedules with with remaining. The Mavericks have the 30th ranked remaining like strength of schedule. Uh, they are the sixth seed. I promise you, they they will they'll be certified playoff in my eyes. But from there, I'm talking games back and strength of schedule from the Mavericks. So seven seed Pelicans have the 28th 28th ranked strength of schedule, half a game back. Wolves are the 12th strength of schedule remaining, half a game back. Golden State is 16th, so that's below average, only a game back. And they're getting healthy. Thunder, they're yep. 26. Super easy, two games back. Now, if 14th is the Blazers, well, excuse me, they are the 11 seed, 14th ranked uh, strength of schedule remaining. They're two and a half back, which is a half game back from the plan. Of course, you got the Lakers, who are three and a half games back, but they have the 25th ranked schedule. That is easy. And that's where I think this can, this can get tough. Down the stretch, I believe the Pelicans might not make it. They do have the 28th easiest schedule. They are 13 and 17 without Zion Williamson. Um, I do believe the Wolves will be in the play-in. I'm a huge fan of Anthony Edwards. They'll be getting healthy with Carl Anthony Towns. Golden State, I think they'll get in. Um, if they just got to hang on till Steph. Steph will keep them in the play-in. Now those well, last, super, yo, they say every Superman got a kryptonite, and if the Celtics make the finals again. And the Warriors are there. Well, we I hope we won't play drop coverage on Steph Curry again. So maybe he isn't, but that's like playing that's like playing press man on Jamar Chase. It's just something you're not supposed to do. It's like pressing AJ Brown. It, it's like like I don't know, going going under the screen on Steph Curry, man. It's just now there is another team between the like Thunder and Blazers, the Jazz. I don't predict the Jazz to be very competitive through the end of the year. I did not include them. They do end up making the play-in. Please don't clip this. Um, but I don't have the Blazers making it. It's an above-average strength of schedule. They're too, they're already a half game back from the Thunder. Um, and I, I don't know if the team's truly deep enough. They traded a, a, a true, like, glue guy in Josh Hart. You're kind of just balling out there with Damian and, and Anthony Simons. Huge fan of both, but I don't know how they'll act down the stretch. I think the last play-in spot will truly come down to L.A. Well, LA and the Thunder could get in by the top by how I'm drawing it up. Um, but if Man, one you know of what it's setting up for it's tough. It's setting up for a Lakers Warriors playing game. And that's another question I want to ask. So let's say we get let's say we get Wolves, Golden State, Thunder, or no, let's say we get Wolves. I'll, I'll go Wolves, Golden State, Blazers, and Lakers. We would have Steph Curry versus Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. And then you have LeBron versus Dane. And then the winner of that plays the loser of the other game. Like, we're going to get, like, all, all of these teams, I would mainly point towards Wolves, Golden State, Lakers. That, like, if they're the seventh or eighth seed, you really, I don't know how, how much you want to see them. I don't know how good this Lakers team is yet, but I mean, yeah, that's, that's I would not know. If yeah, man, so that's, it's not to that's, that's my four making it down the stretch. One thing also note: the Clippers are only a game and a half above the plan, and they have the second hardest schedule left. Take what you want with that, Chris. Who do we see? Who do we see clinching playing spots down the stretch? Um. Yeah. So I was thinking about this a lot, and me being a Lakers fan, clearly play-ins like yay. So I've been thinking about the four teams getting in. It's really similar to yours, honestly. Um, I have the Timberwolves, the Warriors, the Lakers, and I have the Thunder. And you guys know since the first episode, I've been talking about Shea. He's one of my favorite players, been one of my favorite players. I think he's going to carry that team to the play I'm not not sure if they make the actual playoffs, but I think those are my four teams for the simple fact of I think the Lakers got a lot better at the trade line, trade deadline for one. They got a lot better in the sense of what fits. Like, I think Russ is still a good player. I think he's going to do good work on the Clippers in reality. I think he's going to be good for them. But as far as team fit goes, 
athleticism, shooting, what you need around Anthony Davis and LeBron, I think they got a lot better. So I think they're in the play-in. I think the Thunder are in the play-in because, I mean, they've been relatively healthy all year outside of Chet uh, being out. And if they can continue to play how they've been playing, they should be around 9 and 10 at the very least, in my opinion, even if they lose a couple games. Um, the Warriors, of course, I mean, even with Steph out right now, they should be good with Poole and, and Clay finally getting his form back and everything else. And hopefully Wiz coming back soon with, with I know he has some family, family things going on. So I think they're good. And I, and I got the T-Wolves. Uh, like I said, the Pelicans, well, first of all, little little shameless plug. I had Zion Williamson on my um, fantasy team. And uh, yeah, playoffs are this week. So yay. And uh, so Zion's out. With Zion being out, and like you said, Tony, them being 13 and 17, I don't know if B.I. and C.J. alone can get them through what they need to do to be able to stay into the into the playoff race. So that's my four. And I think the two make it out. Maybe uh, I got Lakers and Warriors seven and eight just because. But yeah, those my those my four. Danny, one thing one thing before you start, I want to mention all the teams I just named are 500 or below in their last 10 games. Just want to point that out. No yep. team is truly better than another. But Danny, who do you see? clinching their play-in spots down the stretch with 25 T-minus games left? To be honest, I'll tell you this. I think that the Pelicans can jump up and grab the sixth seed. Um, it's a little bold, but I think the Pelicans can actually jump up. Yeah, easy schedule. Zion, Zion's him. Uh, if he gets back in time, I mean, he's going to be reevaluated this week uh, for the hamstring, uh, but he's he better get back sooner than later. Exactly, uh, but no, my, my my eight through ten, um, eight through what twelve, eight through ten. It uh, is it's seven through ten. Seven, seven through ten. 10. Sorry, unfortunately, yeah, seven seven 10. Seed who earned their spot yeah, that's, that's could so potentially weird. fall all the way out. <laughs> but yeah, that's so yeah, weird. So the seven seed, I'm gonna get the Warriors. I think the Warriors are gonna be really good down the stretch. Um, the eight seed, give me. Give me the Wolves. I think the Wolves really is turning up down the stretch. Ninth seed, give me the Thunder. Tenth seed, give me the Lakers. So, if the Pels get out of it, are you saying the Mavericks fall out of it, or no? I'm saying the Clippers fall out of it. Uh, oh, so you think they're going? You got them going from four to out. That uh, I'm not gonna. That's not uh, too I, crazy, DC. I'm not too crazy. I do crazy. disagree, but. I mean, if anybody's gonna, it's the L.A. Clippers. Here's the thing, though, man. You know, you know, you know how Juju said the Browns is the Browns. The Clippers are the Clippers, and that's actually true. And it's a shame because they have, like, I think in all since 2010, team of like since 2010, if you were to make like an all-time team from them of the Clippers, they'd be phenomenal. phenomenal. Paul George, you'd have Blake Griffin, Kawhi, DeAndre Jordan. You'd have yeah, Blake. Yeah, like this would be a bomb squad, and guess what? Nothing to show for it. Nothing. Not a hey, not an MVP. The only not thing a, is a championship. Nothing. I don't know how Russ is going to fit in, the, in their team. Well, we're going to find out because uh, everybody <laughs> said with the Lakers, oh, talent is going to no, the talent will find itself out. Well, now you're with two less talented players and uh, a guy who's coming off uh, just getting traded. I don't know how that's going to yeah. be. Kicking it to the we'll East see. though. He got, he got traded uh, to the other locker room. Literally, yeah. upstairs, downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he got sent downstairs. At least he got to stay home. He didn't have to buy a new home. I told him to move to Inglewood. But, Imagine uh, he was looking at homes and, like, where he got traded to, out in the middle of nowhere. And he was yeah, like – he probably didn't even – he probably didn't even take a oh, yeah. flight to Utah. He probably didn't even come. Yeah, buy out. He, he, he probably said, I'm home. not playing here. Don't even try to uh, talk to me. Like, I'm not yeah, playing. Yeah, we can talk it out through Zoom. Let's talk about it on Zoom. I don't need to come. Yeah, talk it over the phone. <laughs> Now in the east, in the east, things are a little more separated, um, but I think there are tiers to all this. Um, there are some tiers, I'll man. The, but you want me to go? I, I'll, I'll go first. I will kick it off in a little serpentine order. Okay. Um, yeah. If you yeah, spring it off. Who's who is getting those four playing spots in the east? So currently, the Nets the Nets have a seven, Knicks at eight, Heat ninth. No, that is that. Or is that strength of schedule? No, no, no. The the notes I share with you that is the rank that is their standings in order. The okay. ironically, yes, the Nets have the seventh hardest, Knicks have the eighth hardest, and the Heat have the ninth hardest. And those yeah. are your uh, five, six, seven seeds. 
<laughs> yeah. So ironically enough, that is true. Um, so we have said it is seventh, eighth, ninth hardest schedules remaining. I think the Nets actually make the playoffs contrary to a lot of people. Um, they think they're just going to fall off. I think the make Nets the playoffs in. as in like they'll be secure or they're going to be in play? No, they're, they're going to be in play, um, okay. which is they're going to be in the play-in range, which is it's going to be hard to get through. But I actually think that the Heat and he's got to hear me out. The Heat and the Bulls start start making some runs later in the season. So, the so Chris is I'm not going to say an avid Chicago hater, but he does see the flaws best in the Chicago Bulls. Um, the Chicago Bulls, I believe, are two games out of the 10th seed, and they have look. I don't even watch the Bulls, and it is like national attention how bad they are with leads. So bad, and I, it's not that bad. I, don't, I don't get it. Like they can't hang on to a lead. If they could, th- trust me, they'd be where the Knicks are right now. Um, they'd be six. Let's say they make a run, maybe, maybe, but they really got to stay healthy. Um, yeah. So, my, or we'll go, we'll we'll go to Chris in a second. Um, Danny, so who are your four that are going to be in the plans? You said Nets. You said Heat, Bulls. So we need we need one more spot there. One more spot? Yeah. Give me the Atlanta Hawks. I would I think, agree. I think getting rid of their coach is going to get rid of their coach is going to help spark the team culture. Yeah, I, I, that was – like, coaching is very important in basketball, and a lot of people do like to overlook it. But if you look at all the top – Unless teams, you're the Boston Celtics. Yeah, just throw anybody in the mix, and uh, they're going to get cooking. Chris, who do you have, see, who do you have as the four playing teams in the East? It's funny that I don't love the Chicago Bulls because I'm Chicago. I'm born and raised in Chicago. I just moved to Dallas five years ago. So everybody who knows me says I just turned on Chicago. When in reality, I just never liked the Bulls as a franchise. But in saying that, my four teams I have to play in, this is going to surprise you. It's going to surprise you. So think about Chicago when I say what I'm about to say. I have the Heat in the play-in. I have the Hawks. So I'm with you on those two. Now, my third play-in team in the East, have the Raptors because for some reason they're always around. I don't know why, but they're around. And them getting Jacopoto, I think, helps a lot because they can stop playing Pascal at center and put him back at the four. And then you have real switchable wings out there with Van Vliet and Trent. So I think they can, you know, make a three to five game win win streak and you know really move up a little bit. And this fourth team, that's it. She keeps Chicago in mind because I'm going to a city close, Indiana. I think the Pacers are gonna make the play in. This is why. In- oh, go ahead. Yeah, this is why. So, as much as I love Anthony Edwards, I see a lot of Anthony Edwards in Bandit Mather. I see a lot of them in Bandit Mather. Like play style, aggressiveness, body type, build, how he plays, a lot of it. I really like Halliburton and them paying Turner. Turner's been turning up since he's got his money. They won their last game before All Star break. Now, imagine they were 2 and 8 over their last 10. I get that. But the Bulls are also 3 and 7. They lost six in a row. So, and I know that's like just to add a little spice, but I think the Pacers can make a run at that at that ten spot. So I, I got the the Heat seven, Hawks eight, Raptors nine, Pacers ten. Like in and out the season. I think the Bulls are close to the Pacers. I think they're. I think the Pacers and Bulls are the two teams that fight for that last spot. But yeah, I got the the Pacers at ten. Yeah, I like that one. And in, in my original one, I did have the Bulls and Pacers making the play in. Don't know mm-hmm. how real that is, but I won't have the Raptors in. They have the fifth hardest remaining schedule. Um, but I do think Jacoperto could help. So maybe that is a little misleading. I do have the Nets bumping down to the play-in. I think the, mm. the seventh hardest schedule, they could run into some star power down the stretch, but I do think they hang on in the play-in. I most likely have them winning the one game they'll have to play. I think the Knicks stand clear of the play-in. I think the Knicks will remain the sixth or fifth seed. I'm very pleased with them as of lately, particularly Jalen Brunson, who I was very low on. He's been phenomenal. So my plan would look like Nets as the seventh seed. I have the Heat at the eighth seed. Their offense is abysmal, hard to watch, but damn, they they play defense. They they, they play defense, and Jimmy Butler will turn up when you need him to. And that 100%. you can always bet on. I'm going to have the Hawks as the nine seed. Uh, originally, I didn't have them making it. I think a new coaching scenery will help them out a lot. Um, I think the more DeJounte and Trey get to play together, the more they'll figure out how to make it work, especially with Clint. Um, 
And the last spot, I have the Washington Wizards. They're the 18th strength of schedule remaining. They are four games back from getting out of the plane currently. But I I would never thought I'd be saying this. Fan of Kyle Kuzma because he's truly elevated. He's a a three-level scorer, averaging 20 a game. Kristaps has found a very good role there. I think I can see him hanging on to that 10th spot. Are they going to win two do-or-die games? To make it to the playoffs, probably not. Probably not. Especially yeah. when you got to play a guy like Trey or Jimmy or a stout team like the Nets. I, I doubt it's happening. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so we're going Nets, Heat, Hawks, Wizards, and we find the Raptors, Bulls, Pacers out. Yeah, and, and the, about that, too, I, that was the team I was thinking about. Like either is it was it was either Wizards or Pacers because I I like the way the Wizards are constructed. I think I think they have a really good team. Honestly, I thought in the buyout market, if the Wizards were really going to make this play in playoff push, I thought they'd go after Russ again, only for the simple fact that he had pretty good success with them with lesser players to an extent. So him going back there, I thought like that would have been a cool move to really put them, you know, maybe around that HC spot, you know, around time. But yeah, I like the I like the Wizards team too. I think that's really good. That's good. Good play. One thing I just messed up. One of these, if the Nets are bumping back to the plane, one team has to come forward. Knicks. Uh, the Knicks, Knicks, Knicks got to go to five or six. The Knicks yeah. are already the sixth seed. The Nets are the fifth. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. I have to pick someone to make it forward. It's Miami Heat. But, um, yeah. or maybe I, or no, maybe the Nets, maybe, maybe the Nets hang on and I go Heat, Hawks, Wizards, Raptors, as it currently is. Um, I I could maybe see the Hawks Wizards flopping, maybe maybe Hawks Raptors. Just it, it might take a little bit to get used to a new head coach, but yeah, no, I, yeah. I'm I'm gonna stick with the guns here. I think the Nets can hang on to a true playoff spot. But now, this is take the skyline, which is essentially, are you are we keeping this guy or are we sending him on the skyline? He's got to get out of here. Pay the QB. Um. I think we're all avid Lamar Jackson fans, um, and no no one has higher like QB like more QB headlines about payment than this man. Because I, I'm going to be honest, I don't know why he hasn't been paid yet. Um, okay, okay, hear me out. Todd Munkin is speaking about Lamar like he's going to be there for the next 15 years. Um, he's a Raven. Um, you believe he's a Raven? Okay, so his according to Spot Track. His projection on a contract would be forty point seven million. Are you paying? As it should be. He's, a, he's an MVP. Okay, so forty point seven. You are paying that. Is that what you're I'll saying? pay fifty five for Lamar Jackson. I don't care. Okay. He's the MVP. Okay. I think I think we're all in on that, Chris. Would you give Lamar Jackson a multi year deal forty forty point seven? He's a Ravens you're talking, fan. You you're talking to a Ravens fan right here. I was just about to say, Stacey, thank you for my little intro. And of course, I'm giving. You know what I would do? Just to make it a little better, I'm like, hey, Lamar, you know, we apologize for making you wait so long. This was a stupid game we were playing in the first place. Here's a check. We're going to let you write your number on it, and then we're going to cash it. You take it right now. Take the whole thing right now. No, but I'll, I'll be as I yes, Pam, because, I mean, at the end of the day, like, eh, we've seen the offense, seen the offense without him. We've seen the offense with him. Horrible. If, horrible. If we're gonna stay, If we're going to stay a running team, like it looks like, let's stay a running team, it's almost like it's a good idea to have a – Top two running quarterback. It's not even about that. NFL. It's not even about that. If, even if you're gonna say running team, Tom Monk is great. He's a great offensive coordinator. Even if you're not saying a running team, Lamar has one of the best arms in the NFL. I don't want to hear that he can't throw. I think he, he he literally is as a top ten arm in the NFL. So like, so it's it's actually abysmal that people think he can't throw. And is the key that he can't throw because he what he rushed for fifteen hundred yards. Same issue with Justin Fields. Fields can throw too. People realize they don't. They didn't watch him. They didn't field. watch him break a rib against in the right. in the playoff game, and then proceed to throw a seventy yard pass downfield. So Lamar Jackson, couple notes. It's rumored by Rappaport he's getting the exclusive tag, which is forty five million. It gives the team to write to Lamar Jackson's and the ability to trade if a deal isn't met. But it helps them put a deal in place. If he gets a normal tag, that means Lamar can explore, like almost like a restricted free agent. Where he can like, oh, this team's gonna pay me, uh, trade me there, but that team has to give up two first round picks. Yeah, I, I'm with Chris on this one, dude. Just give him, give him a blank check. He's, Damn. I still like a lot of people are are more in on maybe bumping Lamar out their top five for Jalen Hurts. 
look, however you have it, this dude is one of the six best quarterbacks in football. He's one of the five best quarterbacks in football. He has revolutionized the game as a running quarterback. Your quarterback has to be able to move. And I know, like, people can say, oh, like, oh, well, Vic did that. Vic can't throw. Uh, they say Randall Cunningham could do that. Look, Randall had a great arm. Man, I don't know if you bro. I don't know if you're smoking, but Vic could throw. I don't know if you watched. Vic did not throw. Because you want to know something? In two seasons, listen to this. In two seasons, Lamar Jackson is going to pass him in passing touchdowns and passing yards. In two seasons. In two seasons. He's not a good passer. That is one of the biggest myths in, in football. He is 130 career passing touchdowns. I get that. I, like I, get that, I, get that. I, I know that. I know that. I'm not. I'm not saying Vic is a phenomenal thrower, but the, the phrase that he can't throw is kind of blown out of proportion. He's not a great passer. He's not a great passer. He's solid though. So yeah, uh, but Lamar is a okay. Lamar is not only Lamar is Lamar's not only Vic, a better is runner here? than Michael Vick. He's not only a better oh, runner than Michael Vick. He much more dynamic. Herb stomps him. As a thrower, it's insane. It, it's it's unreal. Um, so we're all in the, we're all in agreement. You got to pay the man. You got to pay Lamar Jackson. You got to keep him a Raven. We'll move on yep. to his AFC East, AFC East, AFC North rival, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is projected for forty four million dollars. Reports are saying he's going to get a six year, three hundred million dollar deal with two hundred in guarantees. Uh, if we're, we're going to go serpentine, I'll go first. You pay the man. Uh, I'll absolutely pay Joe Burrow. I think he's been phenomenal. I think he gets a lot of like hate for having weapons. I mean, that's not really his fault. And it's not like it's not like he's been bad. He's been phenomenal with these weapons. He's been a top three, four quarterback with these weapons. Um, yeah. When he's healthy, obviously outside of like you know the rookie year ACL, the past few years, he, I I think he's been really good. Especially this year, he turned it up a notch. Uh, in a couple games where he didn't have Chase, him and T Higgins took full advantage of it. Um, I'm I'm I would definitely if if Joe if Joe Burrow was asked I want to be the highest paid quarterback in football I would give it to him because that's just how the market works and he's I don't know about that very good uh, Chris are we are we paying are we paying Joe Burrow forty four million or the six year contract that is apparently on the table um me personally just understanding like the Bengals haven't always had success and it's like quarterback's such an important piece of the franchise and like you said they have the weapons already and i mean why you have the weapons i mean you can't play every position player what they're probably going to ask for at some point so why T. Higgins do you get going Higgins is yeah. out the window probably. and you at least keep you at least keep the quarterback at least and i think for joe burrow what, yeah, he did, what he's done for them in that time what he's done for them in that time i think i think you I think you have to pay him if you're cincinnati i mean if it's another team maybe not but if you're the Bengals, i think you have to I think you're just scheming. I think you want the the Ravens to have a better chance because the Bengals are going to give Lamar uh, the Bengals are going to give Burrow a super max deal, a very large deal, and then not going to be able to pay anybody else on the team. They're going to give like seventy million dollars a year. Like, I, well, well, I mean, that wouldn't be terrible. But even, and even still, like I said, like you said, if you're the Bengals, I feel like they just had like. That is to like John Kittner and like Carson Palmer and stuff like that. I mean, when Carson Palmer, Palmer wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. I was like, he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. But I think Joe Burrow's better than that. And it could be because of the weapons, maybe. But I think if you're the Bengals, for what you've been through as a franchise, you got to pay him. Yeah. Pay him. I mean, let's stick in that draft class. Let's move to the guy who was drafted. Well, you didn't go yet. You didn't, you didn't go yet. About you what? Didn't go yet. You didn't go yet. If you would pay Joe Burrow or not. Would you make Joe Burrow the highest paid quarterback in football? Because you know, you know damn well he wouldn't settle for anything less. And guess what? He's not worth the highest paid quarterback in football, but he will get paid. So that's my answer. Okay. Every everybody's overpaid, dude. I mean, you have to make him no, the no, highest no. paid quarterback like, in football. Okay. What are you gonna yeah. What are you gonna give him okay, a three okay, okay, year okay. old market deal and give him like thirty five okay. million? No. No. So you know you got to pay at him. The end of the day, you know he deserves. Uh, Brady always took discounts, and he was never ranked paid as the highest. And Mahomes no, taking Brady that. Took ten, a ten, no, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I, I have something to talk about. Mahomes taking that ten-year deal honestly gives the Chiefs a discount. And yeah, we, we didn't know. realize. Well, I mean, for then. five years, he's still going to be one of the five highest QB captains in the oh, league. Oh yeah, he will. Oh, with Brady, you're lying because he had a decade-long stretch where he didn't make the Super Bowl because he thought he had to secure his bag. He didn't win a Super Bowl for the next ten years. 
And then he yeah. decided to make a pay cut. Look, dudes aren't going to do that. Why? Because Matt Stafford just won a Super Bowl. He's one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. Patrick Mahomes just won a Super Bowl. He's one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. Look, the NFL is all about trends. And front offices get better. That's all you got to say. Exactly. Front offices get better. Managers get better. They're going to find a way to have this star-studded, bag-chasing quarterback with a, with a badass roster. And they're going to go win Super Bowls. So, look, yes, quarterbacks should do the cool thing. But regardless of how cool you think a guy is, they're never going to take the discount. I thought, look, I thought Jalen Hurts, oh, he's such a good dude. He's about to take this. He's about to take this 35. Boy, if I need him to get the deal done before Burrow does. Because if Burrow gets that 300 mil, 200 mil guarantee, I don't even want to know what Jalen Hurts is going to get. And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, but yeah. Danny, moving on, we're going we're gonna to start with you. We're going to start with another 2020 guy, not Jalen Hurts. We're going to start with Justin Herbert. He's projected for $42.4 million a year. Do you pay the man? Yes. Um, simply, this roster is a Little League roster without Justin Herbert. He keeps them in games. Um, Little League roster. Have- not not yeah. a knock on him. It's just like this. I look. Me and Danny were huge. Like I I truly thought the Chargers were going to go fifteen and two this year. I was so mm-hmm. bought in on them, and I think the only reason they even have ten wins is because Herbert. But Danny, keep going. Austin Eckler and Herbert carried the offense. Mike Williams did not look great throughout the season. Uh, Keenan Allen was hurt. Um, he's aging. He's up there. I can say you, have to pay, you have to pay your quarterback and get better weapons around him. Um, you can say, oh, he had these elite wide receivers. You got to go get better. You got to go get better and you got to get they more get depth. healthier. They can't rely on. Well, you got to get more depth, depth, bro. Keenan Allen That's is slow. Depth. He probably runs at 4740. Yeah. And then I'm Keenan so, Allen, I, I, I genuinely Allen. think I'm faster. I think I'm faster than Keenan Allen right now. I hope you don't genuinely think that because I think the top like 80 receivers in the league would smoke you. But I don't know about um, that. But Keenan Allen, I'm smoking Keenan. Yo, I'm smoking Keenan Allen and Hunter Renfro in a race any day of the week. No, you're not. You run like a four nine at best. That's dude. cat. That's cat. <laughs> you're not. You are not beating Keenan Allen in a race, dude. That's cat. And you're definitely not beating Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro is slow. He runs at four ten. And so are you. <laughs> just because five. just because the name has sprint football in it doesn't mean sprint equals fast. I know buddies hey. who run fifteen second hundred meters. That's not what I'm saying. 15 second, 100 meters. Yeah. Slowly. Holy crap. They're slow. Yeah, slow just like you. Because uh, you're not beating Keenan Allen in a race, dude. I like, am, though. He's no, so you're bad. Not. No, you're not. <laughs> He's so bad. Here's what you need to understand. <laughs> what, what do you think you run? What do you think you run? I run, you a, run a 40. Run a 4.7. So you run a 4.7. Professional yes. athlete Keenan Allen runs a 4.7. Who, how was yours timed? It was laser time. It was laser time. Yes. Okay. I will give you the benefit of the doubt. I will look up Keenan Allen's 40 time, and I will add two, like, 0.2 seconds to it. I will give you the benefit of the doubt. Let's look up this Keenan Allen. He ran a uh, 4.7, 4.7.1. He ran a 4.7.1 at the combine? Yep. Yes. Maybe I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. He still smoked you, though. But... um, He still would smoke you. Absolutely. Um, I think but, you're faster than him, to be fair. I'm definitely not. I, I know I'm not. Because I'm realistic, unlike you. You're the type of person that you think you could pick <laughs> a certain NBA player to to beat one-on-one. Bro, I could not beat an NBA player. NBA players. And you is can't beat an NFL wide receiver. And you can't beat an NBA player, player is digging my grave and killing me. And so is Keenan <laughs> Allen. <laughs> but moving uh moving to Chris, we're still talking about Justin Herbert. You know, I think we're all in agreement. Do we pay Justin Herbert the forty two point four million that he's projected to make? Yeah, he I, I he, yeah, I think you pay him. I, I it's hard for me to say no on, on quarterbacks who've literally won multiple games a year for, for teams. Like kinda like DC said, like one team I watched outside of my Ravens this year kind of close was the Chargers because I heard so much about them being good this coming year. So I kind of paid more attention. And every time I was watching this, like, no matter what, everything's centered around Herbert and Eckler. Like, those are the two guys you got to pay. And I think with 
how athletic people are just in general, especially football players, and you get athletes in college, you can get receivers who can be speedy, who can who can be good, but you gotta have a quarterback to put put the ball where they need it to be. I mean, in, in reality, so I think you gotta pay him. You gotta you gotta pay him. You got to. And, and I would agree. Um, we're gonna just move past this real fast. Do we hand Jalen Hurts a blank check? No, not blank, not blank. Uh, not blank. Okay, it's not blank, but it's damn near blank. Um, <laughs> you say it's, you blank, say it's a blank? blank? A blank check is like fifty million plus. That's what I mean. Okay, yeah, sure, whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. Um, if is Daniel it, Jones is asking for forty-five, uh, Jalen Hurts for eighty. That's that's what we're about to move to. Daniel Jones wants forty-five million a year, uh, but Spot Track has him as a twenty-six point two million dollars a year quarterback. Uh, oh, to now, be let fair, me ask. Let me ask. Let me ask. Let me, let me ask you something. Ready? Would you pay him thirty-five? Yes, but um, that's not the question because the QB market. That that, that's what I just asked. That is the question. Would you pay him no, no, thirty-five? Yes, yes, I would do that, and I'll say why. Um, the QB market is going to continuously be inflated the same way the wide receiver market is going to be inflated throughout the years. Um, the Giants' dilemma is really to whether they pay Saquon or not. Um, but what I'll say is this. Um, Daniel Jones is worth that money. You have to come. You have to come in and say, "How much is like if I'm negotiating as a professional athlete? Will I? And I know my market value is worth 26. Am I going to say, "Hey, I want 28," or am I going to say, "Hey, I want 40"? Like, yeah, it's almost like selling, then, it's almost like selling sneakers. If you got a 200, yeah. you want it for 200. Yo, boss, let me get these for 500. Then I'm like. Well, I don't know, man. Maybe like three fifty, and then and the Giants are gonna counter and say, "Oh, right, I'll give you thirty. I'll give you thirty-two. And Jones is gonna be like, "That's more than I expected. Cool, I'll accept that." Yeah, yeah. Um, is Daniel Jones smart enough to make that decision? I don't know. Yes, let, with the Duke. Let his touchdown to turnover ratio determine that one. Uh, Chris, would, the Duke. would you pay? Would you pay Daniel Duke. Jones thirty-five million dollars? Uh, speaking of Duke, DC, by the way, I'm a big Duke uh, men's basketball fan. So yes, I heard of Daniel stink. Jones on on accident. <laughs> On accident, I heard him on. They stink. On accident. They're horrible. <laughs> oh, this year, yeah, we're really, really bad. But yeah, so it's like, who is all the big blue guy? Like, like, yeah, that's uh, UNC, Villanova. Kentucky's bad. Kentucky's not good. And this is my thing. So, before I even get into that, what happened? Yeah, I can go all day on, on Duke. But to answer the question, those proposed, no, I would not pay Daniel Jones. No, not, not a chance. Not because even 35? Not even nope. 35. I, I'm, I'm stopping at 25, and this is the reason why. Daniel Jones is an elite quarterback, in my opinion. So the elite quarterbacks, you give 30-plus million. I understand what the market is. I totally understand that. I'll let Daniel Jones play on his franchise tag. You can go explore what you want to, and I'll just draft the quarterback in next year. Because at the end of the day, Daniel Jones isn't that good. He, to, in, I, my, in my I opinion. I do feel that. I, I do that feel good. that. I think a lot of people, like, they're saying, like, oh, let's let's give him, like, Geno money. I'm like, dude, Geno blew this dude out of the water this year. He was so much better than Daniel Jones this year. I get that. I get that. But people are slowly forgetting Geno had Tyler Lockett, Noah Fant, and DK Metcalf. And Russ Daniel Jones' best – Bro, hold up. Daniel Jones' best receiver was Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, who blew out his knee, and – what Wandale Robinson and you're Kenny Galladay? You're giving Daniel Jones a little bit too much credit. Because, I'm not giving him that much credit. I'm giving him a little bit more credit than he deserves. I'm I don't saying he's he worth thirty million dollars. I think we need to look. To, I think we need to look at Brian Dable as a huge reason why he didn't turn the ball over at all. Because oh, let's say he had an old coach with those weapons, we wouldn't be having this discussion right now. This dude would be learning Chinese, like. Okay, <laughs> I get that, right? Now, now, no, no, I agree. I think he he's should a product of the system. Yes, yes. But and a lot of people say that. It's hard to say that when the team is not talented. But, yeah, I do agree. I think they will pay him, but not I'll set the cap somewhere. Set it yeah, somewhere like, at 30. Like, that's not a – you want to go win a Super Bowl, man. Like, that's just not my move, honestly. But moving on to a quarterback who's not really due for an extension. There hasn't been much talk. But I wanted your guys' opinions. Tua Tagovailoa. Do you, if he were to be offered an extension this season, would we give it? Daniel, I want to start. I want to start with you on this one because I, I I don't know your opinions on Tua. I'm pretty. I like the guy. So 
Okay, Tua, as a person, as a quarterback, sure. But his health is up in the air. Um, we don't know if he's going to play another down of football. If you, if, you, if you have medical doctors in a room and they said, this man, his brain is not injured anymore. Uh, he's fine. He doesn't really have a risk of getting injured. Sure, but the way the human brain works is not that way. Um, Unfortunately. You saw he got a concussion against the Packers and did not report his symptoms to the next day. Um, and ever since then, he hasn't played football. That is true. And that was a um, was a bad loss for Miami, man. Um, and my, if Miami would have just lost to the Jets week 18, the Steelers would have went to the playoffs and played the Bills and got and lost. But Kenny Pick would have a playoff debut. Yeah, yeah. We're all rooting for Kenny Pickett over here. Me personally, I used to be a big hater. Chris, would you would you pay to a tug of Iloa if you're the Dolphins? Um, and I'm a hater by default, DC. Sorry, uh, Ravens fans. Okay. Hater by default. None of you guys. I, I, look, I love a, I love a good, a good, hating monologue. I, I really do. Born to do yeah. this, believe it or it's, not. It's okay. Kenny, Kenny Pickett is the best quarterback in the division. That okay. Geez. So so next time when, when we're talking about real stuff, I'll ask BC a question again. But <laughs> that's uh, that, that is uh, that is uh, complete sarcasm. But I do think he's the third best. I, I do like Kenny Pickett's game. I, I wasn't familiar with his game at first, like Shaq said, but then now, now I'm familiar, so, oh, so I understand now. Yeah, I was a casual. <laughs> I, wasn't with, I wasn't familiar with Kenny Pickett, uh, with, with Kenny Pickett's game. But, I mean, with, with Tua, and, and that's why football is a man's sport. Like, I always say that just with the beginning because, I mean, in, in my heart I'm saying, like, oh, Miami should play, pay Tua because of what he's went through on the franchise and, and so on and so. But this is real life. And in reality, exactly. And in reality, like DC said, I don't know if he's going to not even not play another down. But I don't know how many downs he has left. If he gets hit again or another hit to the turf, is he going to be okay? And for that sense alone, with how much uncertainty is and with how important the quarterback position is, I'm probably not going to pay him. It's going to be, it, it sounds really, really bad. But I probably wouldn't just because, I mean, like, it, it's too much of a risk to put that much. And, he, and he's going to want guaranteed money because of the injury. So it's like you have to pay a lot and be a little nervous on your return. So I'll probably say no, unfortunately. So I saw something on Twitter. Um, everyone knows Heisman Trophy winner, probably best quarterback prospect since, I don't know, John Elway, Caleb Williams, reportedly said if he wanted to get drafted by anyone, he'd want to get drafted by the Dolphins. Some Dolphins fans were like, oh, yeah, he wants to be a for-life backup Yo, I'm not going to lie to you. If Caleb Williams was slapped in the NFL, I think I'd put him top 10. Top 15. Like, wait, wait, wait. Are you talking I would... about uh, what's his name? To, uh, what's that, Nick Wright? His, his ranking? He said Caleb Williams is better than uh, Dak Josh Allen. Prescott and Josh Allen? Uh, yeah, that was crazy. Look, I'm not saying, like, Maybe I am saying that, but I'm not jumping against that. <laughs> Maybe I am saying that. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, wise like, situation-wise, look, if Tua Banks has had one more time this season, just just call it, tank? try to tank. Caleb Williams with Tyreek. Oh, I got a question for you. Elon Waddle. I got a question for you right now. <laughs> the Bears go uh, – the Bears start losing a lot of games next year. Justin Fields gets hurt. Or he just starts playing really bad. Let's say he starts playing really bad, and the Bears get the first overall pick. Are they drafting Caleb Williams? Oh hell yeah, he's out of there. Yeah, <laughs> just, the, here, yeah, no, no, no. Because here's the thing: I do give Justin Fields the benefit of the doubt. Not really the best situation to be in, um, but you're heading into year three. He's shown the the flashes with the arms, and he's very good with the legs. But year three, you got to put it together. Look at look, oh, at, yeah. look, look, look. Justin Fields will forever be compared. To Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence already yeah. has it. Trevor Lawrence is already one of the eight best quarterbacks in football. And then you look at Mac Jones. Mac Jones wasn't amazing this year, but he made the playoffs in the one year where he had good play calling and weapons. You gotta put it together. If he doesn't right, put question. it if he doesn't start showing arm talent, like truly putting it together by like the back half of next year, he's done. If I'm the Patriots, am I trying to get a top ten pick next year just to tank? Bill Belichick will never tank. Um, I know he wouldn't tank like logically, but like to get a quarterback, like to get a yes. quarterback. Uh, no, they're gonna they're gonna just miss out on the playoffs. They're gonna have the nineteenth pick, and they're gonna pick um, they're gonna pick Phoenix, Arizona legend Spencer Rattler. 
Sounds like the Steelers uh, every year. Spencer Rattler and Bill Belichick, I think I'd pay to see that conversation, but... Uh, <laughs> with the, uh, al- albino legend? Yeah, come on, man. He, uh, yeah. Everyone knows how I feel about Spencer Rattler. I love Spencer Rattler. But yeah. with that being said, guys, that was our playing predictions for the West and the East. We also had our Summons Public All-Star game. And, of course, that was take the skyline, pay that QB. Everybody getting paid except Daniel Jones. Um, he really shouldn't get paid. Get paid send paid that buddy, bro. send that brother to the XFL. He's done. Yeah. Send right, that well, is, let him do the mile of the rock. Speak, speaking the on uh, the topic of Caleb Williams, next week we will be evaluating NFL quarterbacks that are entering the draft well, this year, not next year. Yeah, so, not. We won't be. Uh, Caleb Williams in this draft and taking number one, but we will be talking about. We're, we're gonna go. We're gonna go with the best quarterback in the draft. The worst quarterback in the draft, a sleeper. The worst. I don't know. If I, I don't know if we can do the worst. We'd have to do some, some digging. Like we have to find the dude <laughs> yeah. who declared for the draft and never played a down of football. Well, not worse, but like the worst of like in their position where they're supposed to get drafted at. We'll talk like, about our top five. We'll, we'll probably and, go and best, I'm, favorite, sleeper, bust. Bust, bust is a better word yeah. than. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be a bust for where they're drafted at. But yeah. you. To be honest, nobody knows what's going on until the draft because last year Malik Willis was projected to be a uh, top ten pick, and then he yeah, just fell. He was he was getting one hype. It was in yeah, one was or crazy. two hype. He was getting two hype. I know that for a fact. And then uh, I rem- I vividly remember telling you, I said, "Why did the Steelers just take Kenny Pickett?" <laughs> yeah, and and your TV was ahead of mine, so I'm watching it with Giovanni, and it was just he was. Take it. I was just like, hey, on the bright side, he could probably play a little bit. Hey, on the bright side. And honestly, he's, he's been better than Malik Willis in what we've seen. Um, and Sam Howell's been like, the second best quarterback out of that class and playing one game. QB1. He's always been QB1. <laughs> in my eyes. He was my, he was my QB1 too. He was, bro. He was my QB1. Pickett was like my QB6. Remember what I told you to him? I, I vividly remember saying this is Baker 2.0. And people are like, what? That's bad, though. I'm like, He's no, a little more athletic than me, okay. in my eyes. But, guys, he, he thanks, again for, like thanks again for tuning in. Uh, again, like Danny said, next week we'll be talking about our favorite quarterbacks in this year's coming draft. This is obviously before any pro days or combines. We're kind of just going off game film, which is the most important. And throwing in a T-shirt and shorts doesn't prove you're a franchise quarterback. But <laughs> make, sure, make sure to like and download, depending on where you're watching this, whether it be on a podcast platform or YouTube. Again, we want to thank Chris for joining Sideline Summit as our third co-host. We now have Tone, CB, DC. And with that being said, you guys have a great day, and we will catch you guys next week. Hit the streets. Stay with you.